No. All right, welcome to the show. Ole Miss a 59-3 winner over Central Arkansas to really kind of get the season off to a good start after the kind of false start that we had against Troy. They were able to come out and completely dominate the game. And on top of that, this quarterback competition may be over. I'm here with Derek Vandegrift and Tom Vanderford, and we're going to talk about the Ole Miss game tonight. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Good. How you doing? Pretty good. Derek, my opinion, um, Jackson Dart A looked very good. He hit some deep balls. He ended up throwing um, for uh, like 182 yards today. And he had two touchdowns, 67% completion percentage. He really only had one series that was kind of sloppy, which was an improvement over the first week. Derek, is this competition over? Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, uh, we've kind of talked about over the last couple of weeks that we kind of felt like this is where this competition was leading to. And, and you know, it's it's not about rooting for one guy or another. You know, it's uh, – I think Jackson's performed the best in the two games that we've had this year. And, and quite frankly, I think he's the one that, that we need to be the best for Ole Miss to be the best team they can be. I think he has the higher ceiling. Uh Luke Altmeyer is a really high floor, but probably a lower ceiling than Jackson Dart. And uh, Jackson has all the potential in the world. He can make all the throws, kind of like you were talking about earlier. And uh, I, I think this is probably wrapped up. You'll probably see him start in Atlanta next uh, next Saturday at 2.30 on ABC. And uh, my guess would be is he'd be the start of the rest of the year, barring an injury. But, you know, I mean, you you never know what's going to happen, but that's that's kind of my guess as far as the quarterback competition goes right now. Yeah, Tom, kind of a tough break for Luke Altmeyer. He kind of dinged up his shoulder. He was 6-7 to start with with two touchdowns. Then he was 0-6 with an interception after that. Just really bad luck. I hate it for the kid, but maybe this quarterback competition can be behind us, right? I think so. I, I I thought he did well until he injured his shoulder. Um, thought he was he was uh, a really good field general, if you would say. But I do think that that Dart hit on some of those long balls finally, and uh, think Dart just showed that he has more of a ceiling. And I think it's it's pretty pretty much a done deal that he'll be starting. Saturday. Yeah, and also, if people have been watching games around the SEC um, today, what's going on? If this quarterback, if this quarterback situation can be taken care of incorrectly, Ole Miss has a legit chance because Alabama is nothing special. A and M is not good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of had this conversation earlier today. That's Mm kind of why I'm kind of jumping in on you a little bit here. we were watching the Alabama game and the Texas A&M game earlier, and, and I kind of said the same thing. Uh, you know, Alabama, it's it's kind of their bugaboo on steroids this year. You know, back during the Hugh Freeze era, it was throw the ball downfield, attack their secondary, get to the second level, and that's how you beat them, right? And, and Texas, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, probably beats them today. I mean, that kid looked incredible. And, and and I'll be the first one to say that I was wrong about that game. You know, uh, 
Quinn looked incredible. He was tackling them downfield. He beat them multiple times before he got hurt, and he got hurt early on, and he still beat them that many times downfield. And then the backup came in and was able to beat them downfield at the same time, you know. Uh, but that's the way you've got to tackle them, you know. You've you got to have a quarterback that can get the ball downfield, and, and, you know, this is kind of how the schedule lays out for us this year. Usually we get Alabama earlier in the year, and we're sitting here trying to figure out who the quarterback's going to be and how we're going to be able to attack people. But now we have time to figure that out and get Alabama on the back half. Now, Alabama's one of those teams that you give them enough weeks, they're probably going to be able to figure this out, right? I mean, that's just what they do. You know, you 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 kind of expect it, but it does work out in our favor, the fact that we're able to get a quarterback, get him settled in, and hopefully be able to make those plays downfield by the time the Alabama game comes around. And, and Texas A&M, Steve, and me, me and you talked about earlier this week, uh, Appalachian State was the game that I was betting on. That was my biggest game this this weekend. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't taking them to win outright. I was taking plus 17. That's where I was at. And then, sure enough, they come out and beat them outright. Uh, so I was thrilled to death about that, too. And, you know, A&M's going to A&M. Jimbo's going to Jimbo. That's just kind of the way it is right now, you know, you're – you can't believe in them until you see them do it. And, you know, you, you lose a game like that at home, you can't put a lot of faith in a team like A&M, even all the talent that they have uh, when they lose a game like that. Great teams don't lose those games. App State's a really, really good team, but that's a that's a team you're supposed that you're supposed to beat, and A&M couldn't get it done today. All right, Tom, Gage Peoples just commented on the chat dart needs to start for the sole purpose of the deep ball he did have that clicking tonight him and jonathan mingo and dalen wade and those guys it looked like it was supposed to look finally don't you think oh yeah and 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 the more the more uh, time he gets the better off he'll be the more the more playing time he gets the more time he gets uh with those receivers and uh, ironing that out, uh, he'll he'll just get better and better because, like we said, he's got that high ceiling. Yeah, and basically, like we were tell, I was telling y'all earlier is just if this quarterback situation can be handled and it can be wrapped up and he can do what they're supposed to do, the rest is the West is doable, guys. The West is doable. I feel the same way I did whenever the College World Series started, and I looked at the like. Almost has a shot here, and that's the way I feel about this team. It, they they looked organized. I was very impressed with the operation tonight. There was one or two series of sloppiness. Both quarterbacks had a series of sloppiness, uh, but overall, operationally, you could see it kind of worked out, and they kind of got some kinks out, and they were able to run things much more smooth and Man, once Jackson Dart just got his rhythm going and the way he was going, Derek, you could see operationally he he can do this. It was one of those things yeah. where you had flashes. He can absolutely do this. Well, yeah, and you know it's not just Jackson Dart either. You know, it's it's those running backs and those guys behind him too. You know that that offense can be really special if they end up clicking on all cylinders and if we're able to hit the deep ball like we're hoping we can do. That's kind of what Lane Kiffin wants to do, right? He wants to sit there and run the ball and go over the top of the safeties a little bit. And, uh, yeah, but 
kind of, kind of like you're saying, you know, the, the West is doable when you see what Alabama and Texas A&M did today, right? You know, I mean, if we end up figuring out that quarterback position, we're able to go downfield and make some plays down there. Um, I, I think our defense didn't do anything to change our minds today. You know, I understand it's Central Arkansas. You can't take a lot of, away from this game. But, but offensively, defensively, we did what really, really good teams do, and we dominated on both sides of the ball all game. Yeah. Roland Morris in the chat says, Dart is the athletic quarterback. The injury makes the decision easier for Kiffin. Tom, we're going to go back to the start of the game because Luke Altmaier actually had a good start. You could see him operating. You could see the confidence in him. And I, I kind of feel bad for him, but you you could just see like the tail. The same thing that happened in Troy to Jackson Dart kind of happened in the first half to Luke Altmaier. No, I completely agree. That's why I keep saying that I hope we get get one guy and start giving him all the reps and mm-hmm. uh, get behind him because you could tell that both of them splitting reps and everything else they've done that that it was it, it was uh, impeding their growth and it was uh, impeding the chemistry between uh, them and the receivers. So. Uh, but he did. He looked. He looked really good until he hurt his shoulder. He he did. He looked really good. Yeah, and um, but Dart was able to come in. He kind of took a little bit to get going on the deep ball, but once it did, Jonathan Mingo had a heck of a game. I think it was three catches, 104 yards. Yeah. Michael Trigg had three touchdowns. Um, yeah. You could see Quinshawn Judkins, 104 yards. Zach Evans had 53 yards and a touchdown. Other skill players kind of showed up, and that that was good to see. Even though it was Central Arkansas, I I think everybody needs to remember it's Central Arkansas. But guys showing up against Central Arkansas is better than them not. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. Tom. But look. Look, and the, the one thing that I, I'm glad that, that we're getting some some closure on uh, who may start as, at quarterback, but the thing that, that still impresses me is Quinshawn Junkins. Mm-hmm. He is a man-child. I, I, he's still 17 years old. Yeah. Absolutely. And he is running over people. Now, I know it was Central Arkansas, but he did it against Troy as well. And, you know, Troy had a, a decent – you know, group of five defense. So he's just surprises me at how quick he hits the hole and how he's, you know, he the first guy is not going to, not going to bring him down. Yeah. And if he does, he's going to be, he's going to run over the dude, you know, he's just, he's something else. And you get that with Zach Evans, who's, who's an outstanding running back and uh, Bentley and, and others. And that takes, that takes a lot of pressure off of your quarterbacks. Yeah, Derek, if you think about it, let's see, Ole Miss had uh, 277 yards passing as a team, had 231 yards rushing, and they held the other team, which this this is actually quite impressive, to 131 yards passing, and um, on the ground, 102 yards. And that was it. I mean, this defense, this defense is special. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, you don't even see other teams in the SEC that could potentially be this level. It, it, these, this is a special, special unit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was actually talking about it earlier today with some buddies of mine that were over here for all, all the games throughout the day and everything. You know, uh, the defensive line depth is, is something that doesn't get talked about enough. You know, it was actually something got brought up earlier today that – that I think that's a real strength for us, you know. It's something, and it's something we haven't had in several years. Uh, linebackers are playing really well, and and then the back half of the defense is really, really, really good. Maybe as good as I've seen in my entire lifetime on the back half, you know. But between all the guys that we have back there with Finley and Reese and 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 all those guys, you know. Um, but also, kind of going back to the offensive side of the ball, the the running game, uh, Tom had brought up Bentley and all that, you know, but if I'm not mistaken, Bentley didn't get a carry until the fourth quarter, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's how special Quince, uh, Quinchon Judkins has been for us, you know, on in the early go. And he's taken those reps from, from a seasoned guy like that. And, and that's something else that's really special from a freshman, you know, uh, Bentley has, has been around for several years in division one and, and is a really, really good back in his own right. But but the fact that Jokins is this good, he's taken away those carries from him and, and Bentley doesn't get a carry till the fourth quarter. That's that really says something there. And and then Trig getting three touchdowns tonight though, you know, it looks like they were really targeting him. But but yeah, defensively I think it's it's one of the best units we've had since uh 2014, 2015, something like that. Uh, the difference in the depth in past years is what's so striking to me. I mean, there's there's guys that come in and out that can play at this level. And, and you know, that's something that, that we quite frankly haven't had in a really, really long time. We had guys out there playing that, that really didn't have any business playing at the SEC level. Uh, and, and that's no fault of their own, you know. I mean, if you get offered something, you take it, right? And mm-hmm. and then if you get thrown into the fire, you go out there and you do the best you can. Um, but that speaks volumes to the way the staff is, has gone and recruited and built this roster and built this depth. And, and you know, it's it's taken them three years to do it, but – but we have quality SEC depth, and and I think the defense is actually the strength of this team. And that's it's it's been a really long time since you've been able to say that about an Ole Miss team. Yeah, um, Craig Murray says Trigg will be a beast in the red zone this year. That is absolutely true. Three touchdowns today. Yeah. And Lacey Veriline says our defense is in the top five, hands down. It's at when you look at this defense. And you think about what we were when Wesley McGriff was here calling plays and what we are just probably four short years later. I mean, A.J. Finley was on one of those teams yeah, that just couldn't stop a nosebleed. And now you're just sitting there. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to do that. But Central Arkansas had like 100 yards in the fourth quarter when you look out there and Xavier Harris was playing defense. And they had second and third teamers all over the field. And yeah. it's something. Kari Coleman is really good. Craig Murray says, I love Kari Coleman. His speed is dangerous. He is, um, in my opinion, just a breath of fresh, fresh air with his team. And he can do a lot of the stuff that Sam Williams did. Yeah, and yeah. And you, you put him on there to rush the passer, and he can be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought up Harris. That's one of the guys that, 
that I feel like we need to get reps right now, you know, as a true freshman. Um, he's he's a guy that can really help us going forward because he's so big, he's so athletic. I mean, that's that's the kind of guy you want on the defensive line in the SEC. And, and you know, he's not going to be a big playmaker this year, more likely than not. But, but these are the times where you let him get his lumps and – and go ahead and get his reps and get as many plays in as you can for him because he's he's going to be a big-time player down the road for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's saying that we have played any. Jack Mills said, guys, the defense looks great so far, but we haven't played anybody yet. And we won't play anybody for a couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean we can't overreact to a game whenever they just completely dominate. The both, both sides of the ball completely dominate. And special teams tonight really showed up. Um Ladarius yeah. Tennyson scored a touchdown on a snap over the punter's head. Then um, somebody um, blocked the punt. I, I can't remember who it was right now. But they did some work on special teams. And you can see one thing that I've noticed is Lane Kiffin is doing that thing that Saban does, that the lower the team we're playing – and the bigger the score, the more he is unhappy. Because yeah. he he was visible, he looked visibly unhappy on the sideline. And I think that's honestly because he's just playing um, that Saban role to where, you know, we have to keep their attention. We have to do whatever we have to do. But um, because he knows this team is pretty good. Yeah, I mean you're you're not going to go out there and and sit there and praise them for for mm. the entire game and all that, you know. I mean you to keep them motivated, you have to find something to complain about, right? That's what Saban always does and mm. and Lane Kiffin was there long enough. He knows that, you know. He he knew going into today that the, that we were going to beat the fire out of Central Arkansas. There was not going to be any doubt in his mind or anybody else's mind who was winning the game tonight. But he still has to have some sort of motivating factor to feed to his team after this game. And and he's going to find that, and he'll use it. And if I had to guess, I'd say he'd probably feed it to him pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, T- Tom, anything you notice from the game that maybe we're not thinking of? Any something that just grabbed your attention? Well, no, uh, you guys have covered most of it. I just <laughs> – what grabbed my attention tonight mostly was how good our defense played. Uh, I thought they played really good. Uh, I, I also noticed when Lane Kiffin got mad, and I don't know if he th- – I think it was a football he threw when we were up 52-3. to three, mm-hmm. You know, and he got he, – he went nuts when uh, when number 13, uh, Kyron Heath, I think is his name, had two straight holding penalties. He, I thought he was going to lose his <clears throat> mind. Hmm. But no, I didn't. I didn't. I saw good stuff all night. I I like how our box safeties come up and make plays on the running game. Uh, Ashim Young is 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 a hard hitter. Tennyson's a hard hitter. I thought our our defensive line depth showed tonight. I thought you know at times we were able to go three and four, uh, do do you know our our three two six, and then we were able to put four down when we had to. I was really impressed. Uh, I know it's Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So I'll be I'll be curious uh, next Saturday to see how well we do against Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech's uh, 
you know, they, they gave Clemson all that they could handle mm-hmm. in the first half. So I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, and we're going to look at that game <coughs> in the third segment. But right now, I do want to tell you that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college betting needs and sports information this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's um, opening week games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, thank you for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, that's how you can chat. I think it take, you have to be a subscriber for two minutes or something like that, or five minutes. Go ahead and subscribe to it. Um, also, hit the bell for notifications um, whenever we release a new video, which happens quite frequently. And, of course, upvote the video itself. Now, our chat is on fire at the moment. Craig Murray says, did Jalen Robinson get hurt at some point tonight? I have not heard that. I think maybe they just wanted to get some um, playing time to J.J. Henry. Look, it feels like they're getting, they're wanting to do some confidence, but we'll see what happens with the Jalen Robinson. I, I I don't know, but I did notice he wasn't in there. And um, see, Clemson is not a top-ranked team, in my opinion. They won thirty-five to twelve against Furman. That's what Lacey Veroline says. Um, and um, I, you may have. I, I may have missed that. Um, Craig Murray says he thought he, he thinks he saw him grab the back of his leg. So that's absolutely positive. I could be completely wrong on this, but um, we'll see how it goes. All right, Derek. Yeah. We've talked about the defense. We've talked about the special teams. Let's talk about the offense other than the quarterback, other than Quinshawn Judkins, because if, if I don't say that, um, he will be the answer. But who impressed yeah. you on this unit? You know, uh, the offensive line, I think, they they, they kind of took a little bit of heat last week that I thought was a little bit unfair. Um, you know, it's it's one of the best units in the SEC, I think, as far as you look experience-wise, right? I mean, uh, I know we got the freshman starting at left tackle. That's something else I was talking about earlier today with my buddies. Uh it kind of says a lot that he took over left tackle and Mason Brooks has kind of been regulated to a backup tackle guard position and all that, you know. Um, We have a really good, sound, experienced offensive line and and a very, very talented one. Uh, That's that's one thing I think is going to serve us well this year. Uh, And then outside of that, you know, Treg and Dark both played extremely well tonight. Uh, You know, uh, for – for the people who don't know it, I don't have internet. I'm not able to watch, so I was regulated to listening, right? You know, and I was kind of having to put pieces together a little bit here and there, and 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 kind of put the puzzle pieces together. Uh, but but that seemed to be be something that that happened really well for us tonight. You know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Altmaier threw two of the touchdowns to Trig. Am I right on that? Mm-hmm. And then Dart threw one of them, right? Yeah. Um, so. So uh, seeing those two guys come in, uh, 
you know, it was it was really nice seeing that and and that kind of connection. Tree can be that kind of super super weapon in the red zone if you really target him. He's big, athletic, can make those kind of plays. And uh, you know, we've we got plenty of guys that can get us down into that position. And Tree's that kind of guy that can finish it all for us if we don't turn around and hand it off to Judkins and Evans and, and Bentley, even though I wasn't allowed to talk about them, I was going to throw it in anyway. So, uh, but uh, Mingo obviously is a really big weapon. This is good as he's looked his entire career. You know, he's, he's dealt with injuries his, his entire career and he looks healthy. I mean, he's a really big bodied receiver. He's wearing that, that coveted number one at receiver for Ole Miss, right? You know, you expect a lot out of a guy wearing that number, uh, so, so hopefully this will be his year for us too. So, uh, but, but just a, a whole lot of guys to talk about on this offense. I think it's a really, really talented offense, top to bottom. Uh, you, you just got to figure out that quarterback spot and, and how to use them. Yeah, um, let's move on over to the uh, stars of the game, and this is what we'll do. We'll just go in, um, in a circle, and we'll, we'll each name two, but we'll do one at a time. So we'll go around twice. And we'll start with Tom. Stars of the game, who you got? Quinshawn Judkins. Oh, come on, Tom. <laughs> Don't be doing that to me, man. Take him right off the board first. <laughs> no, number one draft pick, Quinshawn Judkins. Yeah, he's messed up, man. <laughs> All right, is it my turn now? Yes, go ahead, Derek. All right, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and take Michael Tree. You know, he only had, what was it, 28 yards receiving, but five catches, three touchdowns. Like I said, you, you get in the red zone and, and target that man. That's a, that's a recipe for success for him. That's kind of what we need to do right there. So I'll, I'll go ahead and take Michael Tree. That was his first big game as a Rebel. Oh, by the way, Georgia Southern just beat Nebraska. Oh, my goodness. They're going to fire Scott Frost tonight. Or they might yep. wait a couple of weeks so that – um, buyout will go down. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I am going to go with Jackson Dart because he had heard and all the pressure and everything was going to be Luke Altmaier. Jackson Dart took full advantage of his opportunity after the interception. He went into the game, what a nice two-minute drill. He got into a little bit of trouble. He He's somebody that throws off-platform from time to time, so that means – Whenever things go wrong, his legs and his upper body aren't really talking to each other. And he, he'll let a ball sell or he'll throw a ball into the ground. And he'll have a series where it doesn't look accuracy. He doesn't have accuracy. And you'll hear Lane Kiffin talk about his feet. And that's what he's talking about. That series where he threw a ball in the ground, airmailed a guy. It didn't look particularly good. It was a sloppy series. And it's because his upper body and his lower body are not in sync. Um, once that gets cleaned up, you'll see that happen less and less. But I'm going to say Jackson Dart. All right, Tom, your next player, a star uh, of the game. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go on defense, and I'm going to go with uh, Kari Coleman. You okay? Okay. He's just he adds a, a totally different spark to that defense. Yes. He's always yeah. in the backfield. He's always disrupting. He's a uh, he's a sure tackler, so that's who I'm going with. Okay, that's a good one. All right, Derek. I think Derek froze up. So, all right, 
Well, we'll do my next one. Um, I'm going to go with Jonathan Mingo. Um, three catches, 100-something yards, including a circus catch, Tyrone Prothrow, DK Metcalf style, off the first play of the game. And um, secondly, um, on, he did a one-handed catch on a deep ball. That's absolutely that was, um, impressive. That was wonderful. That yeah. was wonderful. Yeah, so Mingo definitely earned his money um, today, because you can say that now. And yeah. um, he also did a good job returning punts. He was somebody yeah. that um, had some aggression back there, and that was good to see. Yeah, I hope he stays healthy all year long. He's definitely a uh, a key to us uh, having uh, a good passing game. Yeah, just one second. I'm going to um, kick Derek out. And let's see, disconnecting. Let's say try, try now. So, all right, <clears throat> that is our stars of the game. Um, mostly offense because the offense looked just better today. It, it looked it looked sloppy against Troy. It looked good today. It. I'm very, very impressed with that. And we're just waiting to see if Derek can get back in. If not, uh, me and Tom will take it home, and we will talk about Georgia Tech and all of that as well. Um, Dayton Wade, two catches, 54 yards, including a deep ball that he was interestingly close to the goal line. So we'll see. He's been a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Good point. You know, that he walked on from uh, from Western Kentucky and uh, took a chance, and he is he has done good things so far. Mm-hmm. I like his attitude. I love I love his interviews. Yeah, yeah, he, he, and he has a ton of energy and comes back and, and just really enjoys it. I'm trying yeah. to think of um, under the radar guys that had a decent game. I did talk about Xavier Harris earlier. Um, I saw him pop in. I saw him flash a couple of times. Just a huge mountain of a man. He's a guy that's going to be that nose guard and play that position. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a monster. He just needs reps. Yeah, he he, he just needs to learn what's going on. Jared Ivey um, had another sack or a half sack with Corey Coleman. That was good to see. Um, Cedric Johnson. Um, played well as well. Like I said, this is Central Arkansas, so we're not going to go over the top with it. But execution is something we didn't do last week. So we need right. to see that operation move over and improve this week. And it doesn't matter who you're playing with. A good pass is a good pass. A well-executed play is a well-executed play. And they were able to do right. that today. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. We 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 did well uh, on offense. We did well on defense. Of course, like I said, it's Central Arkansas, but we still have a uh, much improved from the first game. I think. Yes. Now, I'll be excited to see us play in a, a Power Five team. Yeah, and, see and how we play against them. Yeah, and um. We'll talk about Georgia Tech. Let me bring up their score for tonight because they struggled for a little bit to extend this. They eventually were able to do it, but 
Um, they had a little bit of trouble with the um, Western Carolina Catamounts and only beat them 35-17. to 17. So that was their FCS team, Western Carolina, and beat them 35-17. to 17. Apparently, um, Bryce Kuhn, who's going to be on the show Tuesday, um, was talking how Western Carolina was using the screen to a major advantage to them. We have not seen many screens, but we know Lane Kiffin likes to do it. That's true. Mm. That's true. Oh goodness. Sorry. What? My batteries my my batteries going low on my phone. I apologize. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we yeah, we uh, we we I think we'll see that. I think we'll see that more. He he hasn't completely shown everything in the in the playbook. Hey, Derek's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him in. All right, here okay, we go. Good deal. Yeah, we're talking about Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was a 35-17 to winner over Western Carolina. That was their FCS game. And apparently the screen passes were used to great effect on Georgia Tech. And we were yeah. talking how Lane likes the screen. It could appear yeah. in Atlanta next week. Oh, it, it will for sure. Mm. It, Wayne, uh, Lane's going to watch the film. <laughs> mm. He's going to hate – you know it's going to appear. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and and especially if you look at our backs too, you know, if you get uh, especially Bentley and Evans in particular in space, you know, uh, uh, if you kind of get them out in front of the defense a little bit, that's that's kind of where where they're going to make their hay a little bit. It's kind of their their bread and butter. So, uh, yeah, that that would definitely help us a little bit. Uh, you know, Georgia Tech just just isn't a very good Power Five football team. Let's be honest about what what Georgia Tech is. Uh, you know, the the defensive line showed flashes against Clemson. Uh, I'm not convinced Clemson's a very good football team watching them. That I think it was more an indictment on them than it was uh, 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 reward towards Georgia Tech being a good football team, right? Uh, I, I think Clemson just, just isn't that good with – DJ Ugalele, he hasn't really taken that jump, and and that's kind of what you saw in that game Monday night. Uh, defensive line can play good at times for them, but it's it's another game that we should absolutely dominate. Tulsa, I think, is going to be our our toughest non-conference mm-hmm. opponent here in a couple weeks. So, you know, go to Atlanta next week, take care of business. Uh, but the big thing next week, whoever you run out there at quarterback, that's got to be your guy. Like there's got to be a decision made yep. next week in Atlanta when you run him out there. That's got to be your guy for the rest of the season, barring an injury. And he has to have two weeks, full games with the ones to get ready for a very, very good Kentucky team coming into Oxford two weeks after that. Because you know they they just went down to the swamp, and uh, you know a lot of people didn't think a lot about Florida coming into the year and, and I'm one of them and I have no problem saying that I was wrong. Florida's a good team. Anthony Richardson's a good quarterback. And, and they went down there and they battled their tails off without Rodriguez at running back and, and ended up getting a very, very big W for Mark Stoops in that program. So that's, that's going to be a really tough game three weeks from now. So, so you got two more weeks to get this figured out. Whoever you run out there needs to be your guy. Yeah, I'm glad the operation got cleaned up this week because that was the main thing that I wanted to get out of this game. 
because that was yeah. something that we could control. It didn't really matter who we were playing. But I just wanted no penalties. I wanted no turnovers. I wanted substitutions to – I wanted it to look all right. Now, it got a little bit sloppy when the threes went in there. That that That's to be expected. But it, the ones and twos, it did not get sloppy. Now, the next step of that is being able to hold your water a little bit on the road. Because Bobby Dodd might be a little bit loud. Georgia Tech, they while they might not have complete confidence they can win this game, they're still going to be loud at the beginning. And if something bad happens and if it's not good, if – Let's say that Jackson Dart goes out and throws an interception early and gets the Georgia Tech people hyped up. Um, then, then it could be a little bit of a problem. But I'm not expecting an over amount of real challenge. But going on the road will be a nice operational challenge for whoever's out at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but quite frankly, if Bobby Dodd Stadium's a a problem forever starts at quarterback and we have bigger problems on our hands going forward because I mean that's that's not going to be anywhere near the most ruckus stadium we we enter this year you know we've we've got to go to Baton Rouge later on this year we got to go to Fayetteville later this year um if if we have trouble in Bobby Dodd Stadium then we have a lot more issues on our hands than we thought going into this year so this is another week that you need to go in Take care of business, dominate, stay healthy, get out of there and improve and move on to the next one. Go on to Tulsa, do the same thing in Vault Hemingway Stadium and come in for Kentucky. But if 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 going to Atlanta is a, is, is, is a problem for us on the road, then we have a lot more problems on our hands than we thought we did coming into the year. Yeah, just a new quarterback doing with the operational problems and the sloppiness at home. It's yeah. just harder to do everything on the road. Now, I'm not going to say that by the time we get to LSU and Tiger Stadium, it's going to be a problem, but I, that first time could be a challenge. Yeah. No, no, I and I completely understand that. Uh, but being in this league and, and playing for Ole Miss, you know, you're – you're going to have those kind of games year in and year out, and those are kind of things you prepare for. And and I don't expect that kind of ruckus crowd. Sure, they'll be fired up at the beginning of the game, kind of like you said. Uh, it's kind of like I said at the beginning of the Texas game. You know, the all those Texas fans are so fired up. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I remember being in Vault Hemingway Stadium when Alabama came in here, and I was so fired up the, at the beginning of the game. And then at the end of the first quarter, I was like, man, you know, when – when are we getting out of here? You know, because they they sit there and beat the fire out of you. Now that didn't happen today, obviously, but uh, but there is that kind of excitement at the beginning of the game, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see how we're able to handle that and all. But the schedule we have and the teams we have to play on the road, then that that's that's something you're going to have to be able to handle. Okay, Tom, how do you think Lane's going to handle this week, quarterback wise? Oh, I think he's going to name Dart the starter tomorrow. I think Dart's going to get all the reps this week uh, with the first team, and I think it'll it'll show itself uh, Saturday. You know, all this all the rep splitting and all this stuff. It, it, it like it's already been mentioned in this podcast needs to come to an end, and I think as soon as he names Dart the starter, that'll that'll put everything. Uh, behind them and they can go forward yeah 
this competition has already cost whoever wins the job, and it's probably going to be Jackson Dart, a half or two worth of reps. Exactly. And, and it, it's, it's honestly reps that whoever won this job need it. And I said all week that I was not a fan of the way the quarterback was being handled. But uh, hopefully this is at an end. A decision has been made. Somebody has separated themselves on the field. And, I mean, whoever wins, congratulations, but I think it's Jackson Dart. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, quite frankly, a decision needs to be made. If there's not a decision made leading into this week, preparation for Georgia Tech, then we – we have a real big problem on our hands, I think. Uh, you know, this this is where you have to make a decision, and, uh, you know, you got to stand by it one way or another. I, I know Kiffin kept saying he didn't want to name a guy. He wants somebody to take it. Well, I, I kind of feel like somebody has already taken this job, and, uh, you know, he, he needs to go ahead and get all the first-team reps, and, and that's guy we got to move forward with from here on. And, and you know, if it doesn't work out and Luke's the best guy, then that's fine too. I I want whoever's going to win as many mm-hmm. games possible for Ole Miss. Uh, right now, I think it's Jackson Dart, though, and I think Jackson Dart is the guy that's going to get us to our highest potential and win the most games as far as who plays to, to their highest potential. I think he has a higher ceiling. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, then uh, – you know, I hope he takes takes the reins, and and from here on out, he's he's able to take the Lane Kiffin coaching and just take off like every other quarterback under him's always done. Yeah, Lacey Verling is um, fired up and ready ready to go to war. Um, oh, yeah. All cap, all caps, ribs lock arms together and go to war for each other. That was posted multiple times. So let. Lacey is all about it at the moment. All right, well, here we go. I was, I was locking arms with Georgia Southern earlier, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and move on with the Ole Miss Rebels now after uh, <laughs> Georgia Southern. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get out of here in just a second. Um, Mississippi State is currently up in the first quarter of 12-7 to 7 yeah. in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, I see that too. That's a real shame. Uh, yeah. Come on, Walk. Get something done. <laughs> You know it's about 140 degrees out there right now. Yeah, um, yeah, but zero humidity, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Heat's heat. Just, it's, it's like yeah, opening yeah, an yeah. oven at like it's 450 out there. Heat's heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you guys very much for joining me this week. Next week we will have at least Stuart Patridge, maybe somebody else, um, as a special guest analyst for the Georgia Tech game. Hopefully, if a starter's named, I wanted to have Stuart Patridge to come and be the guest analyst that week. Um, so we'll see exactly how that goes. But for Tom Vanderford and Derek Vandegriff, thank you guys very much. We will see you guys later. All right, man. Howdy, 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 brother. Howdy, Toddy. <laughs>